Hello, beautiful people. Quick question. Have you ever thought to yourself, I've been passed up for a promotion, but I don't understand why? Or I want to change in my career, but where do I even begin? We know we're not the only ones that have had these questions. And that's why we started this podcast. It's called Career Gems for the Journey. And we hope that as you listen, you'll discover some gems for your career journey. I'm Leah Murphy, and I wear many hats. I'll tell you about three of them. I'm an engineer by trade, a career coach, and an entrepreneur, all while working to stay happily married and raise three children. And my name is Alma Gordon. I'm a brand marketer, entrepreneur, and serial passion pursuer with a business approach to my endeavors, but always with a creative spin. And we're two really great friends that have supported one another throughout our professional careers. I mean, we've been through it all, and we're here to share some authentic stories, key successes, and setbacks. You're not going to want to miss this. Hello, 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 beautiful people. It is so great to be back with you again. As many of you know, but some of you may have be maybe joining me for the first time. My name is Leah Murphy. I am, I am the CEO and founder of Career Gem for the Journey, where we help talented professionals build thriving careers. And the focus of the series is learn to amplify for a thriving career. Timing. When is the right, right opportunity to amplify your work and how to go about doing it? What's the right ask, right? When you're amplifying, how do you make an ask? How do you go about it? So we're going to talk about that today. As I always try to do, I'm trying to make this content very digestible, right? Very actionable so you can get into action quickly and start to execute against what you're learning here today. Uh, So we're going to do our best to do this in under 25 minutes. Uh, My team and I have been working on some amazing things in the background, and we want to make sure that we can incorporate them. We also want to make sure that we give you the opportunity to learn more about some amazing things that we have that are not... Um, here on this platform, but they are available at gemsforthejourney.org. I don't want to get too far into this and not acknowledge that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I wanted to just give just an acknowledgement to mental health awareness um, and make sure that we feel like there's an opportunity and this space is a safe space. And there's space for all of us to show up in all the varieties of who we are. And that I just feel like talking about mental health is something that needs to happen more frequently so that those who have influence, those who have power, um, and I consider myself one of those people who have influence and have power and one of those, you know, those who are listening and who are part of the audience also have influence and have power. So making space for just acknowledging that mental health is super important and prioritizing your mental health as a human being will always be so huge and important to me. But I wanted to tell a quick story about my experience, and I'm going to share this, um, you know, a few different things throughout the month of May, because I think it's really important to kind of um, make a make space to be vulnerable, um, especially when it comes to mental health. So in 2020, like many of us, right, I was working full time for a company. I was raising three small children, being a wife, a daughter. I had tons of other personal responsibilities that were you know, huge, a part of my life, things that um, added value and certainly things that I enjoyed. And then once the pandemic hit and the world began to shut down and there was this layer of uncertainty and then you throw on racial unrest, 
and all of the things that were happening in the newsfeed, right? This kind of really toxic presidential campaign nonsense. It was, it was a mess, y'all. And I know that there are lots of people who um, are engaging with this content that feel the same. It was an absolute mess. And what happened was over time, I realized that all of these responsibilities, all of these things that required my attention, working a 50 plus hour work week, and then homeschooling children virtually for what felt like an eternity. Um, and it also felt like something I was completely underqualified and not equipped to do. Um, on top of a lot of other priorities, I started to feel like I was drowning in obligations and responsibilities. And there was really no way for me to be able to see my way through it. So what I realized was because of all of these things that were happening, I used to have boundaries, but I realized that I let a lot of my really critical boundaries slip. And I wonder if that's ever happened to you, where you come into something and you feel like you got your feet on the ground, then new variables start to pop up, new situations and circumstances that are completely out of your control push you really hard. And those boundaries are those structures that you had in place that were to maintain your overall well-being and your mental health begin to slip. You look up um, and maybe you haven't gotten eight hours of sleep consistently in weeks. That was certainly my story. Um, I was not getting good sleep. I was working until midnight after the children went to bed. I'm jumping in and out of Zoom meetings and then running downstairs to make sure that my children haven't um, come out of their Zoom meeting. I, for those, if you know, you know, right? If you know, you know. And I know that it was a challenge for lots of people, um, especially working parents, to navigate the pandemic, um, not only being home and, you know, and navigating all that was being thrown at us with absolutely no real preparation, but also just the mental health struggle of being pulled from every angle, from a personal life, from a family life, from a work life, and really not being able to come up for air in any really intentional way. Certainly that was my experience. So what I realized was I needed to take a step back. I needed to do a reset. I was having a hard time and I realized that there were parts of my life that required my attention that I could not um, step away from, right? And that was my my personal life, my children, my partner, my husband. You know, I was I have aging parents. There were several things that were happening as a result of that time. So I actually made the choice to take a leave of absence from work. And uh, taking that leave of absence for me was the absolute best thing that I could have ever done for my mental health and overall well-being because I had to do a hard reset. I had to put tons of structures in place to kind of give myself the space I need to maintain my overall well-being, but I couldn't do that from the place of complete depletion and burnout. So I wanted to share that story because I know that it is something that lots of people have a hard time with and had a hard time with at that time, but still are working now as a working professional. Do you have your boundaries in place that allow you to focus on your mental health and well-being consistently so that you can show up as the best version of yourself for yourself first, then for your family and for your loved ones, for your friends, then for your job? Right. Those are the priorities that I set in place in order to be um, the version of myself that I felt good about. Right. Um, what I knew for sure was and I, I see this get posted often. If um, I was to not be available anymore, if I was to leave the company or if I was to leave the earth, my job would be posted and someone else would sit in the seat. 
But what I also knew for sure was if I was not available anymore to my family, to those in my household, that would be a immeasurable loss to those that I care most about. So in my reprioritization, in my hard reset, as I navigated focusing on my own well-being, my own mental health, I had to put some boundaries in place so that when those boundaries were secure and those boundaries were maintained, that I had the opportunity to care for myself and to be the version of myself that my family and friends needed. It still gets me a little choked up, you guys. So (laughs) it still gets me a little choked up thinking about it because I didn't realize just how much I had let the things that should have been really important to me go to the wayside. And I also didn't realize that as I was talking about setting that boundary, as I was talking about taking a leave of absence, I was talking to my advisors, talking to mentors. One of my you know, advisors slash um, biggest cheerleader is my mother. And my mother had worked 30 plus years for the same organization, had never taken a leave of absence, um, did take her vacation time, but essentially had worked tirelessly for this organization for many years. And I always held that up as the model of, you know, this is what life is going to look like, right? My father had a similar disposition where he worked for the same organization for 30 plus years. I mean, he had this joke where he didn't take a sick day for like nine years. He would have a cold and he would still go to work. So those were the examples that I had close to me in my upbringing. And in talking to them about taking a leave of absence, I thought that they were going to shut me down. I thought they were going to tell me, you know, toughen up, right? Like very much coming from a baby boomer perspective, you know, this is work, this is life, this is what we have to do. But quite the opposite. And I feel super fortunate because of this, because I have amazing parents who are still huge supporters of me. And what they told me was, I wish I would have had the opportunity to take a leave of absence at some stage of my life, right? In some stage of your upbringing, right? Talking about me and my siblings, that they wish they would have had the opportunity, the resources, the bandwidth, the benefits, lots of things in order to take that leave of absence, in order to focus on their mental health because they were having a hard time, but they didn't have a choice or they didn't see themselves as having a choice. So they required themselves to push through. Now, I'm grateful for who they were and the sacrifices that they made because it certainly helped to create a life for me and my siblings. However, I don't have to do it in the way that they did it. And me taking the opportunity to take that break and focus on my mental health has made me a better person, a better human, a better all of the things that go below all the other titles and hats that I wear. So I felt fortunate to have people that were very supportive of it. But I also felt like, you know, I was chartered in in unterritory, I was navigating unchartered water and territories because I hadn't seen a lot of people close to me do it. But I share that story now in May is Mental Health Awareness Month because I know that it is something that we don't talk about often on a lot of these platforms. I'm seeing more discussions and I love it. I absolutely love that we're talking about mental health. We're talking about overall well-being. We're talking about avoiding burnout. We're talking about balance at work. We're talking about if it, if it starts to feel toxic and it's not good for you to leave. We're talking about these things. And, you know, I think that there was a period of time where we didn't. So I'm really excited to be able to use my voice at this time and to tell my story. And hopefully my story can help to have a positive impact on someone. And we can allow more folks to have resources around mental health because it really should be a human right. So I wanted to talk about that. Tell that quick story. We are um, we did an amazing podcast uh, episode with the talented, talented Tanya Ladipo of the Ladipo Group. 
um, a few months back. And we talked about mental health and found finding balance and also therapy. So that episode was hugely popular. It was wildly successful. Um, and we thought we wanted to bring it back. My team and I decided to bring it back and make sure we reminded folks of these um, resources like Tanya and others who are doing exceptional work in the areas of mental health. So if you're interested in that, rather than having to like dig down into the depths of the podcast library, because there's a lot there, if you use the link um, that's here below on the screen, um, gemsforthejourney.org slash mindset, uh, we will send you and you register, give us your email. We will send you that episode directly to your inbox and some other mental health resources that we found to be helpful. Um, so it's not perfect. It's not comprehensive. It is something that, you know, my team and I did the research on and feel really good about. But there are lots of resources out there. We just want to be a vehicle. We want to be a part of the discussion as it relates to mental health, because we believe that mental health is a foundation for true success. Strong mental health that we attend to is a foundation for true success. So um, if you're interested in that episode or in some additional resources that were provided there, please do take an opportunity to visit us at gemsforthejourney.org slash mindset, and we will send that episode directly into your inbox via email. You won't have to do any digging or any searching for it, and um, I'll make sure to tag the very talented and the very resourceful uh, Tanya Ladipo and the Ladipo group in the comments of this video and also in the show notes. So we did that. Woo, okay, we did the thing, it's done. Um, and we're gonna keep talking about it, right? We did it for today. We're gonna keep talking about focusing on mental health and mental health awareness this month because we think it's just really important and it's so fundamental to building a thriving career. It's built on a foundation of taking good care of yourself, your mental health and your overall well-being. So we're gonna keep the conversation going. We would love for other folks who have had similar experiences or different experiences or working through something now to jump into the comments and make sure that we have a balanced perspective, right? For those who may be trying to figure out what they need to navigate now for mental health resources, please do jump into the comments and um, we will you know, continue the conversation, right? Um, I think great leaders and leaders of people have an obligation to prioritize mental health um, as necessary in the conversation that you're having with your team, in the way that you are giving your team additional resources and space, in setting realistic expectations for the work that they can do and the work that they can deliver, the timelines that they're responsible for, right? So as leaders in organizations, it's our opportunity, right, to think about mental health and the whole person for ourselves as an individual, but also for those that we support for those that report to us, for those that are in our vertical, in our organization. Wanted to make sure that we did that. So now we're going to jump back into learn to amplify for a thriving career. How do we make an ask? As your work is peaking, as your visibility is peaking, and when I say peaking, it means when you have done exceptional work, when a project is closing out and the project was delivered successfully, when um, a new initiative has tremendous momentum and people are talking about it and acknowledging you for the work that you've done, that's the time to amplify. That's not the time to amplify. You may feel like, you know, maybe not right now or I, that doesn't feel comfortable to me. Push through it. Right. And we can push through and figure out how to do so many other things. Push through and figure out how to be your own best advocate. I really encourage folks to do it. I really encourage folks to think about how do I make sure that I am my own best advocate? And how do I go on and make an ask to take a step forward and say, not only have I done the work, not only have I delivered the results, and that's great. I'm excited for that. But now is also an opportunity for me to say, 
I would like to fill in the blank. So um, I like to give an example of this. So um, I know there's a lot of people who do some non-promotable tasks. This one is going to be a little bit spicy. Non-promotable task is work that is not necessarily aligned to your objectives, but there are things that you may do as an add-on. Someone may ask you to lead a committee. Someone may ask you to be a part of an employee resource group. Someone may ask you to coordinate something for the team, right? These are all non-promotable tasks. So they're things that don't make it to your objective, but they somehow, for a lot of people, have a, end up being a long list of what they do on a day-to-day -day basis at work. And for some people, they've navigated not having a lot of non-promotable non tasks as their responsibilities. Both are right, right? Um, there are things that just build culture and add a richness to your work and to your environment. And a lot of times that work comes from non-promotable tasks. So I don't want to X them out altogether. I don't want to say, don't take on any non-promotable tasks. That's, you know, that's not something that I would recommend because it does add richness, right? You do feel good um, in those community um, alignments. You do feel good having the opportunity to socialize and engage with folks outside of your objectives. But I do believe that you have to be intentional about your boundaries for it. So if you've taken on a non-promotable task, I'll use the example of being a part of an employee resource group or leading an employee resource group, because that one is one that I find to be really common, especially for Black and Brown employees, um, especially for women professionals who are kind of mid-level in career. They take on um, or they're asked, they're tapped specifically to take on this non-promotable task of leaving a, leading an employee resource group or participating at a really high level. So if that is the expectation or if that is the ask that is, that is made of you, whether it is from a leader in your organization, right, someone, an executive, uh, maybe the executive sponsor or maybe another um, senior leader in the organization asks you to participate because they realize that it is a wealth of community and knowledge and it does create retention in a really intentional way and people find value in it. So if they are asking you to participate in those types of activities, then it's your opportunity to reciprocate with an ask. So what are you talking about, Leah? To reciprocate with an ask is if someone is asking you to do something that is a non-promotable task, and I told you what those things are, then you have the opportunity to say, sure, um, I would consider right taking on that non-promotable task, which is leading an employee resource group. But here are the things that I need to get from that experience in order to make it something that I can incorporate and prioritize. For example, I want to be um, a part of a strategic project. I'm really interested in working on this strategic project. I believe my leadership that I'll demonstrate in leading the ERG will position me well to be able to work on this strategic project. It's not currently in my vertical. It's not necessarily in my discipline, but it's something that I want to be a part of. There's also an opportunity to take a step forward and say, I want to make sure that I get the opportunity to have the visibility that the employee resource groups allow for. And that visibility may be all the way up to the CEO or the C-suite level. So I want to be able to present to the CEO because that's a clear visibility opportunity. I want to present to those on the C-suite. I want to specifically be able to be associated intentionally with the work that I'm doing as a leader in the employee resource group. And also that can carry over to the work that I'm doing as a leader in my individual function. But I want to have those conversations up front. You want to take the opportunity before you take on the responsibility to align 
right? To align with those who have influence, who have power in the organization and tell them, I also have an ask. You have an ask of me and this is volunteer work. It's not going to make my objectives. I'm not going to get promoted as a result of delivering against this ask. So I have an ask for my own personal benefit. It's completely selfish. And that is okay. That's how you take the opportunity to amplify. It has to be you've thought through how can I leverage this opportunity where I'm being asked to do something to also benefit me. I believe that working relationships should be mutually beneficial 98% of the time. And that's not to say that there's a quid pro quo and that it'll always be a one for one, but you should also feel like as you're leading in an organization and you're working, um, doing work that is tied to your objectives and then adding on work on top of that is not tied to your objective, you absolutely need to have an ask that go along with that. And you know, there's a lot of discussion around quiet quitting, which is to me setting boundaries. Um, I think quiet quitting is getting a lot of um, airtime now because employers now are realizing that employees are no longer of the mindset of I can take on a tremendous amount of work in addition to my objectives, or they realize that employees are setting boundaries and they're logging off at the end of their workday and not reading email in the evening or not taking on taking their computer on vacation. That's boundaries, right? If I would have done some of those things, just to just to harken back to the story I told earlier, if I would have set some of those boundaries early on in 2020 and maintained them, right? Set and maintain them, potentially I wouldn't have needed to take a hard reset and take that leave of absence. But because I didn't, because I wasn't quiet quitting, right? Because I wasn't of the mindset where I could be, you know, really vocal about my boundaries and limitations, I needed to do a hard reset. So I don't think quiet quitting is something that is, you know, a plague that is negatively impacting the workforce. I believe that people now are focusing on their well-being and mental health um, equally as much as their career success. And that's a world that I believe lots of employers are going to have to make a really strong adjustment to, right? I think personal success is something that folks have been redefining, and I love it, right? Um, We have not necessarily adapted the habits and the rituals of previous generations. And I talked about my parents who had been working for organizations for 30 plus years and didn't take sick days or, you know, had worked through all kinds of health problems or personal adversity and never took a break for themselves. And this season that we're in 2023 and beyond is now allowing people the opportunity, the benefit of choice, especially if you are top talent especially if you're an exceptional performer. So with the benefit of choice, you get the access and the privilege to make a different set of decisions than previous generations. And I think some employers who are thoughtful and and believe in um, supporting the overall human and believe in providing well-being resources or believe in being thoughtful about the needs of their employees, they're going to win in the marketplace, especially for those who believe that that well-being and that balance is important. Now, there's still always going to be folks who are focused on career ambition, and they're focusing on um, getting promoted, they're focusing on titles, they're focusing on what success looks like in the workplace, and that's their number one goal and priority. And I am here for it. If that is your priority, and that is the success that you've defined for yourself, I want you to have it. But if it's not, and you've decided to create balance in a different way, or your definition of success is new, and it's unique, and it's based on um, the total experience that you're looking to have, the life that you're trying to create for yourself, I am also very much here for that. And I want you to have it. 
So that's why it's really important, in my opinion, to work on amplifying when you have the momentum. Make sure that you, any ask that is made of you, that is a non-promotable task or that is in addition to your current objectives, you can reciprocate with an equal ask. Um, a lot of times those opportunities for visibility, um, those opportunities for access to unique, you know, invite only type events that happen in the organization. Um, another one that you're going to ask for external validation. So you can make an ask that you want to be nominated for an external award that then benefits you longer in your career. Because that external validation, as we talked about, stays with you. It doesn't, it doesn't only anchor at the organization. It stays with you. So if you decide to amplify your personal brand, that external validation comes in, in to be a really valuable additional resource. So that can be an ask. So I really try to think about folks amplifying and learning to amplify for a thriving career, because when you have the leverage, when you have the opportunity to amplify, if you take it, that can be an accelerator to whatever it is you're looking for in your career. You may have gotten there anyway, but taking the opportunity to amplify based on that timing can get you there faster. It can get you there maybe with less long hours. It can get you there with better relationships, right? It can get you there in a different way. So taking the opportunity to think about the non-promotable tasks that you may be doing or someone may come and ask you. Maybe you don't have any non-promotable tasks on your list right now, but it's coming. Now you have a weapon um, in your arsenal to say, how do I make sure that as I'm taking on these additional responsibilities or I'm leading these things that I believe are important, they're important to me, and I believe I can add value on, that I'm also taking the time to make an ask in a really intentional way. So this is exciting, right? <laughs> to talk about mental health awareness, we're going to be doing several posts um, that are tied to it. So we would love for you all to engage and to make sure that you add on and you know layer on your thoughts on, um, on mental health, especially maybe you have a story of how you set boundaries. That's what I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear how you set a boundary and you were able to protect that boundary or maybe your story of how you're learning to set boundaries. Maybe it's something that you weren't good at before, right? I'm raising my hand and now you're getting better at and you want to be more intentional about it because that is where we all grow. That is how we will all learn and how we will navigate this um, future, the future of work. And then also, there's an amazing opportunity. We have some new offers that are going to come strictly to folks who are on our email list. So as I've said a few times before, there's some exclusive content that's happening just on our email list. And I want you to take advantage of that. If you're interested in joining our email list, you can do that. And as you take advantage of the email list now, we can get you those resources. We can get you those really exciting and interesting um, professional development resources that are only going specifically to our email list. So you can find us at gemsforthejourney.org slash promo gems, and that'll get you added to our email list. So you'll get all the exclusive content. I'll just give you a quick example. We did an amazing webinar um, earlier this week, actually last week with Temple University the Temple University Professional Network, where we talked about jumpstarting your job search. For those who are currently looking for new opportunities, we presented some amazing research around layoff and underemployment data to make sure that we really normalize and give folks some, some deep, in-depth information 
around what is normal in this job market? What does it look like? What is the new normal? So those resources are going to be available strictly to our email distribution list. And it was fire. It was fire. Fantastic. Amazing. I want more people to have access to it. So join our email list and you will get those that resource, that recording um, directly in your inbox. So take advantage of that. So this has been dope. I'm going to cap us right at 30 minutes. I appreciate you guys being here, taking the time to listen to my own personal story and experience, but also I would love to hear from you. Help me to know if you are working on setting boundaries and what that looks like for you. Are you working on setting boundaries for work? And what does that look like for you? Would love to hear your stories. It's been dope. Looking forward to seeing you all next time. Take care. This was Amma Gordon and Leah Murphy. Thank you so much for listening. We hope this episode gave you some real gems that you can use on your own career journey. Come back for the next episode and be sure to follow us on social at Gems for the Journey on Instagram and Career Gems for the Journey on LinkedIn. You can also email us at info at gemsforthejourney.org with any questions or comments you may have.